everyone it is dave and jeff it is august 26 2020 and i have a feeling this is a day we're going to remember for a long time we absolutely are dave i've been working on a project at work and i didn't think i'd get done until maybe early september but i did i finished today uh and listen I, I didn't think I'd come down here today, and this would be a night where everybody celebrated my accomplishment. But if you guys are all going to remember this day, I'll humbly accept that. Thank you guys so much. I'll let you know. I don't know what the end result will be of the project, but like I said, on behalf of me, and really just me, because I'm the only guy really working on the project, thank you so much. That is what you're alluding to, right, yeah. Dave? Are, that you I fin- are you telling your bosses you aren't coming in till mid-September since you're way out of schedule? <laughs> They'd probably be like, go ahead. Uh, I tell you, man, when there is so much chaos, like there are just certain things you you start to appreciate. And David's funny. You said that about your boss, my bosses, and my – because I work for a handful of people. The guys on my team, like I'm just so thankful, right? Because yeah. they just – like I got one guy. I, I, I have a kid on my team who determines that it's 6 o'clock this morning, he's just going to start texting everybody on the team. Hey, what do you think about this and this? Well, now I'm wide awake. So I go, hey, dumb shit, don't fucking text me at 6 o'clock. I'm legitimately pissed. About six hours later, I get a text. What's wrong with you? How old is this guy? How old is this guy? God, mid-20s. Okay, exactly. He's a go-getter. He's oh, trying he, to impress everybody. He's so great. And you're like, fuck it. Do you understand this Go is a race sleep. you can never win? Go to sleep, asshole. Turn on Sports Center, something. Right. Go run around, but wear a mask. So, uh, <laughs> it's afternoon. Fucking kid's the best. Sends me a message. It's Drake with his arms out. Yeah. You forgive me? <laughs> <laughs> I go, God damn, I love the guy. I'm so, and that's the thing, Dave. The the guys that are on my team are the fucking best. They're just, we have another thing where we have to mail out close to 300 things, okay? Yeah. So I put the other guy on my team in charge of getting this spreadsheet together so that I can send it to our warehouse team across the country. This fucking guy submits the list of 300 names and basically just writes 123 Main Street, no city, state, or zip code. So my poor guys in North Carolina that are buried got to spend five hours looking up the rest of the addresses. I go, what the fuck is going on? Now he feels bad. You should. Well, they're just so goddamn dopey, but uh, they're just the best. Like, I would not, it's the best team I've ever had in my four years at my job. Bar... By a mile. They're so great. Well, they're just days. Dave, it's like, you know it as a coach. They're just days where anybody in management, you have just days where you go, what the hell happened to that guy? And then you go, well, he's the best guy on my team, so I love him. And you just that's why we got a race or something. <laughs> but um, I, I, I mean, I'm joking about this project, and I really was. It's why I'm running late tonight. It took forever to get it done. And then you get in the car because I'm not on. When were you aware of what happened today? And for the people who don't know, I mean, by the time they hear this show, and this yeah. is probably going, are you guys going to jump into this? Yeah. Because it's a major issue. It's really, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And so on the drive 
from Carlsbad, quick stop in PB, kids start school tomorrow, Zoom's not working. I mean, for, for parents everywhere, there's a million things going on. But like, I, I just, I mean, I'm flipping around the radio on the drive down because I'm trying to find as much news as I can. Oh, wow. So you're about seven hours behind everybody else, at least. Well, yeah, but everywhere on the radio, it's live coverage of the Republican convention. So I have friends that are right in the line of Hurricane Laura. Yeah. I have a vested interest in what's going on in the Midwest with what's going on in Wisconsin. I'm trying to figure out what's going on in the state of California for myself, for my kids. Are they going back to school? Are we going back to work? And then as a sports fan, you want to know, like you hear about the Padres, the Raptors, what happened tonight with the Lakers and the Clippers. And you go, God damn, Dave, it's just chaos. Everything's chaos. But the funniest thing to me is listening to either side of the aisle. Because our Democrat friends are like, well, it's Trump. The guy's clearly in over his head. He doesn't have any idea what's going on. He is not doing anything to rein in COVID or the racial injustice that's going on. Instead, he's worrying on TikTok. We got to get that shit under control. Not even talking about the hurricane either. Right. I mean, there's a major storm coming right for Texas and Louisiana. Like, like That's what I'm saying. And I they're got... saying you can't even look out. I mean, right now, it's so weird to see the convention going on when you yeah. have two major states that basically support you. Yeah. And, and it's, it's so strange to me of what's happening tonight. One of my closest friends works for FEMA. And she, I'm texting with her today because I'm like, hey, are you on a plane? She goes, fuck, we don't know what we're doing. She goes, this thing has changed so much in the last 48 hours. 48 hours ago, they thought it was going to be a Category 3. And she goes, what would you hear? And I go, well, right now it's a 4. And she writes me back. She goes, I don't even get out of bed for a Hurricane 4. I go, shut up. <laughs> she goes, no. She goes, we're, we're waiting to hear. Yeah. And we go from there. But I have friends in Houston who have already been evacuated. God damn, that's Sean Salisbury and... and and guys like that, I haven't even checked in on. But then, Dave, so if you go, okay, well, the Republicans are full of shit. Trump's in over his head. Then bring it back to the state of California, where Gavin Newsom, who's a Democrat, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. The state of California, Faulkner's yelling at him today because San Diego's been off the watch list for a week. And there's nothing new for bars, for restaurants, for haircuts, for schools. There's no lead. Trump Steel is, uh, like, it's all about Sleepy Joe, right? That's my new favorite nickname is Sleepy Joe Biden. I'm going to start calling you Sleepy Dave. That's fine. But, but we literally have no leadership at the local, at the state, or at the national level, and it just feels like it's going to get a lot worse before it ever gets better. It is very, very strange. So, so let me kind of break things down for you as things started to happen today. At 10 o'clock in the morning, basically, you're going to have the Bucks take on the Orlando Magic. Okay. Okay. The Orlando Magic had no idea the Bucks weren't going to show up. They're ready to go. They're going through their layup line. Everything's ready to go on TV. It was really good, actually, that Milwaukee play, happened to play the first game. They were scheduled to play the first game anyway, but, but it made more of an impact. And the Bucks, on the way walking into the arena, kind of said, fuck it, we aren't playing today. Well, I heard what Mark Spears said tonight, uh, who's done a really good job for the Athletic, and he said what finally hit the Bucks 
was that the Celtics and the Raptors weren't going to play because of an incident going on in their town. Yeah. And at that point, the Bucks were like, well, we better get out in front of this. Yes. We can't have Boston and Toronto fighting our fight. I mean, it goes bigger than Milwaukee and Kenosha. We all get that. But but he said it really started, Dave, last night with the Celtics and Raptors getting together going, look, man, yeah. we're not, we're not going to do this. And then got to Milwaukee and Orlando. And it was funny hearing Mark Spears. He was on 710. And he goes, Look, I don't want to hear anything about Orlando, what heroes they are. He's like, who are you going to play? Milwaukee didn't show up. And he was. But they could have taken the forfeit. They refused to take the forfeit. Okay, I like that. Yeah. That's cool. They, they could have easily said, we're here. They aren't. We'll take the forfeit. Yeah. We're all taped up. We stretched. We're all ready to go. We had no idea that they did That's this. That's what you would have done. And so I wouldn't have done that move. You would have. But I knew at the same time, what's next? I knew Oklahoma City and, and Houston weren't mm-hmm. going to play. And I knew for sure the Lakers weren't going to play. And Damian Lillard wasn't going to play tonight. I mean, this right. was going to be the biggest cakewalk game of all time for the Lakers. And this is bigger than basketball for Huge. the Lakers, especially when you look at a guy like LeBron James. For people that don't know, Chris Paul is also the player rep who is with Oklahoma City this year. But LeBron James has been very, very vocal. And the Republican Party has gone right after LeBron James for years. Right? Yeah. For years with the whole shut up and dribble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so the Lakers decide they aren't playing. That's fine. Then all of a sudden, the Mariners decide they aren't going to play either. The Mariners have more black players than anyone in Major League Baseball. And they were supposed to take on the Padres today, of course, as we know. And then the Dodgers come out next. Mookie Betts says, I don't care what happens. I'm not playing tonight. And that point, that's when Clayton Kershaw said, if Mookie's not playing, we're all behind Mookie. We aren't playing either. But were the Giants the one? Again, it, it, it doesn't matter who gets the first feather in their cap. But I had 570 on all the way down and uh, from work this afternoon. And it sounded like that the Giants were the one, with all respect to Mookie, but from a from a team standpoint, it sounded like the Giants were the ones that said, look, we're walking. And then the Dodgers, because they're the road team, are trying to figure out logistics. The whole thing. I didn't hear like, anything with the Giants. I heard yeah. the story was the, the Dodgers. So I, I don't know. If it's the Giants, that, that's but fine. Either I, I way, get, there's no game. That's my point is right. there's no game. Right. So then you look at some of the games. Like Jeff and I are talking right now. We're watching Casey and St. Louis play. Well, Jason Hayward from um, mm-hmm. Chicago says, I'm not playing tonight. Well, yeah. The Cubs go, well, fuck it. Don't play, Jason. And they play anyway. Yeah, Jack Matt, Flaherty was scheduled to start this game. Yeah, Matt Kemp says, I'm not playing tonight. All right, well, fuck it. We're playing anyway. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. it, baseball is a weird game in this in this respect. And now on Jackie Robinson Day on April 15th, everybody wears number 42. But it mm-hmm. used to be after 1997, it was your choice if you wanted to wear 42. It's amazing when you look back at some of those games, how many players won't wear 42. Yeah. And you go, wow. I mean, that's to me, that, that, that's kind of wild. But that, that's just me. That's just my feeling on it. So the Lakers, as Jeff just said a second ago, Lakers and Clippers say tonight they're done. They aren't going to play the rest of the season. They're the only two teams that said they weren't going to play. Now, Woj just came out and said right before you walked in here and said it's not done. Mm-hmm. They're going to talk about it tomorrow and then decide what direction they're going to go. Without the Lakers and Clippers, everyone knows those two teams were supposed to match up in the Western Conference Finals. Um, those are they're the favorites, I should say. They're the big, big voices, big teams. It, it's the whole thing to me is is interesting, whichever way you want to look at it, because there, I, I, I'm all for there's an injustice. All right, mm-hmm. we see it, you see it, I see it. Not everybody sees it. Yeah. 
this year to me has been such an eye-opener to me of, of such the crazy shit that's gone on as most of you, but especially for me as people that I knew that I trusted kind of like in my life <laughs> yeah. to find out they're the racist oh, has been really surprising Ooh. and upsetting. Probably the yeah. most upsetting thing obviously about 2020 was I'm such a bad judgment of character <laughs> right? of going, holy fuck, like yeah. you, these are people that I socialize with yeah. to go, they're blatant racist and now they feel it's okay to be blatant racist. Oh, 100%. And boy, it pisses me off, but it pisses more, me off more about myself that I yeah. couldn't figure it out, that no, I didn't I, see it. I hear you on that because it's funny. I'll say this, and I think we'd all agree, Dave is really fucked up, right? Let's all come together. I am. I am. I am. I am. But I'll immature, tell you what. Immature and fucked up. <laughs> I am. But I'll tell you what, as dumb as he is, fucking kid's not a racist. No. I'll give him that, and I'll take dumb Dave over a racist any Thank day you. of the week. You're welcome. It's a compliment. I know. I, I appreciate you taking it. Dave, I, listen, we ripped the shit out of this guy because he's the worst play-by-play guy in the NFL, Matt Money Smith. Terrible play-by-play yes. guy. Goddamn, was he dynamite tonight on good. the Tim Conway show. He was so good talking about a bunch of different things and trying to look at it from a bunch of different angles. And he made a couple of points that just, to me, I think are worth thinking about. I'm not saying he's right or wrong. I would just say I think it's worth thinking about. First one was about that with the Lakers and the Clippers because Tim Conway does a great night show on KFI raised the point that if the Lakers and Clippers walk and it's a domino effect, what does that mean to baseball? What does it mean to the NHL? NFL starting soon. NFL. And uh, Matt Smith made this point. He said, I understand what's going on to the level I can, and I get it, and change has to happen. However, if you're the NBA right now, you have the biggest platform. If you cancel this season – and you determine you're going to take your message to Instagram or social media or hope to be booked on one of the news channels, it's not the same. No. But he said the biggest driving force is going to come when the league gets together with the players' union and says this is the amount of money that we are going to have to give back if we cancel the playoffs. Exactly right. And what we're going to do is, if that happens, we'll respect your decision. Just understand that when we start back in December, that's all the money that's coming off the salary cap. Yes. So if you're ready to take a 30% haircut on your salary, great. Let's go forward. And and the point that Matt Smith said was, there's no way... Baseball is walking away from the money. I think he said somewhere. I think he said between three and five billion, nine billion for the NFL. He goes, it's just not going. They're not going to walk. But he said, what is going to be interesting is seeing how the leagues have to use the platform and the forums they have to really ramp up the message. Yeah. I mean, Dave, we sat in here a couple of months ago talking about what happened in my home hometown after George Floyd and what we saw over the weekend in Wisconsin. I don't know anything about Mr. Blake. I don't know what led up to that situation. All I know is I see a video where a guy's getting in his car and he gets shot seven times in the back Yeah, and he's paralyzed from the waist down. And then I see some fucking kid, 17 years old, just murdering people in the street last night. And you look at that and you go, how did we get here? And how are we going to get out? 
Like it just feels like we're spiraling out of control. And and what happened in La Mesa after George Floyd was terrible. But did anything change? No. Right? Yeah. I mean, you go, gosh, they showed this picture of a home, and I, I wish I could remember where it was. You see so many images during the day. They just flash by in a blur. But somebody had put in their front yard what looked like the size of political signs. Yeah. And they were all signs with the names of people, men and women, that had lost their lives due to circumstances like George Floyd. Yeah. Or uh, or anybody else. And you just look at all of these names and goes on. And the and the one point that I heard throughout the course of the day today that really hit me hard is the fact that as a parent of 12-year-old boys, you have two sons, so many people in this audience have kids. Man, I have never at this point, I mean, they're 12. I've never thought about the having to sit down and discuss with my kids the proper way you act if you're pulled over by a police officer and knowing how many of my friends that don't look like me yeah. have had to do that. And yeah. you go, God damn, man. God damn. Or just leaving the house. I mean, if right. not even the police, but just leaving the house. I mean, it, it's it's absolutely terrible what we've seen and what we continue to see. And you understand the frustration Two things. One thing that Matt Money Smith said that you just said was something I was going to bring up as well. You're talking about there, there's a tremendous amount of money. Now, there are guys like LeBron James who have made so much money through his career who won't hurt. But there's a lot of guys it. making sure. the minimum or guys who haven't hit those big contracts. Guess what? Right. It's going to hurt. And it's going to make a big difference. And you can't play your entire life or you might be out of the league in a few years. You have an opportunity in this short time to make a tremendous amount of money. And, and that might change. Um, those are all things they have to bring up in their meeting on what mm-hmm. they're going to do. It's not just about LeBron and James Harden and those guys who have made a ton of money. But but right now when you look at everything that's, that's happening, I think the NBA players honestly have their biggest voice and biggest platform if they continue to play. You know, yeah. if, if they, well, if I they think all, that's what Matt was yeah, saying. If they all go home, you lose a huge part of your platform. And for LeBron especially, who's going to be the, the, the biggest voice through, this, mm-hmm. through the rest of the postseason while he's there, um, he has an opportunity to address every interview starting yeah. that way. And so many people have. Doc Rivers was well, outstanding amazing. yesterday. Yeah, well, it was absolutely outstanding. If you didn't see it, he was he was outstanding. He said something, and, I, and just kind of paraphrasing, you tell me how off I am when I do this because I'm always off, is uh, basically um, we, we aren't loved by a country that we love. We right. continue to love our country, and they don't continue to love us. Yeah, I felt that way on the 4th of July, maybe because just after George Floyd. It was the first time on the 4th of July where you're so happy to, to celebrate the 4th and, and what it means to be and what we consider the greatest country of all time, that this year it didn't feel the same, that there's so many people who were upset with this country. Yeah, oh, completely, man, completely. I, I mean, look, you could take this any way you want. Maybe you just don't care. But I talked to so many people that are across the border, that in in all parts of Canada, that genuinely really like the U.S., but they look at us right now and go, "What? What happened? Is, what happened? Like where? What happened?" And I, I mean, if you look at where we are politically, and like I said, at the state level, but especially at the national level. If you look at this and think that this country's never been better, God damn, I got questions about you. I really do. 
I mean, when I mean, it just feels like you're you're going through life with blinders on. Look, vote for whoever you want, support whoever you want. It's all fine with me. But uh, goddamn, be honest with yourself, right? We That's, are we are a wreck. We're I was a always taught wreck. very simple: you treat people how you want to be treated. Boy, oh boy, man! And if you can't put yourself in other people's shoes to go, what would it be like being on that side? Yeah, how do you not? Right. I, that, that's, that's me. But obviously, I've seen that people obviously don't because people are quick to say. Now, we'll say this, and you're going to kill me when I bring up this name. Who was the guy that used to call us from La Mesa all the time in the morning? Remember on, on 13th? Kevin? Kevin La Mesa. Uh, Kevin, well, he's now Kevin in Chula Vista because he called Coach's Show. Oh, Jesus. And he brought this up, but I was thinking about it all day long. And I was like, he's not wrong. Okay. And what he said was there's a hypocrisy with NBA players. Okay. You guys right now are very upset what happened in Milwaukee, and you have a right to be upset because there was a wrong. Okay, a guy got shot in the back seven times. But you you aren't upset that there's slave labor making your tennis shoes and building your brand in China. You know, at the same point, I understand you take care of business in your own backyard first, but you're benefiting dramatically by what's going on in these sweatshops from these kids making your shoes and your brand and everything else that goes on through there. When he said it, I was like, hey, let's focus on, on, on the issue at hand. And then I started thinking and go, you know, he's not he's not wrong. And when Daryl Morey went off this summer, last summer, yeah. and cost everybody $300 million, right. everybody lost their shit because of the relationship we have with China, um, he he wasn't wrong. We all know those $10 Nikes are, you know, made by people that basically are, are slaves. Man, oh, man. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know how the shoes are made. I, I don't go in, right? I mean, I don't know, Dave. We were talking the other day about great steakhouses. I'd probably like to avoid ever going through a slaughterhouse in yes, my life, no too. no shit. Right? No shit. And as somebody who wears those shoes every day. Yeah, me too. And if somebody came to me and said, hey, you know what? They're going to look a little goofy. <laughs> but we can, get you, uh, we can get you a pair of shoes like Dave wore all through school. You're like, get the, the hell out of here. I'm not wearing four stripes. Right. I'm not wearing tracks. Right. While you're sitting there <laughs> eating your steroid-infested chicken sandwich, right? <laughs> not thinking about that guy running around without his head on. No, I'm not. I'm not wearing those blue nylon shoes. Right? Like, dude, there's, there's all kinds of things. I, look, I think you really tomorrow yeah. need to take a little bit of personal reflection time and start realizing you're getting guidance from a guy that everybody in San Diego hated when he went on the air. Oh, my god! Not gosh. you, meaning uh, Kevin uh, in La Mesa. Oh, what you're talking about, coach. Jesus Christ. And that's the other thing, right? <laughs> that's the other thing. The other thing now is putting it on these guys. You got one guy in the morning who couldn't wait to put a diaper on. Now all of a sudden he's going to get us through this. That's going to be a guy we're going to turn to. Like, hey, put some fucking pants on, okay, kid? Put some pants on, and you're you're a father now. Like, figure it out. Then you got Coach who all of a sudden he's Abe Lincoln, right? He's going <laughs> to fix the Civil War. And I, I just like I'm driving down. That 1090 is so horseshit. Like it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's every show sounds like this. Hey, so good, so good. Every show just sounds like you're completely off mic. Like right? 
Every Dude, show I've never shit. flipped over to it at all. I haven't flipped over once. And and I don't know who their voice guy is, but I it's the rallying cry that we're gonna beat corporate radio. Like nobody cares. Yes. Nobody cares. They just want a good product. I just, just want to be able to hear it. Entertaining. I just want to be able to hear it. Then keep the pro wrestling show coming. God damn, every time I'm in the car at noon, I'm like, I can't believe <laughs> I can't believe in twenty twenty on the mightier ten ninety. We have a show where they are just, they cannot believe <laughs> what is going on on NXT. <laughs> I, I can't believe, Dave, I had it on today driving to Carlsbad. I know what NXT is. Yeah. It's, it's a show that the WWE puts on, which would kind of be the equivalent of like if we, if we had the ability, um, if Fox Sports San Diego televised El Paso baseball games yeah. in a normal season where you could watch AAA baseball, yeah. which honestly is kind of, would be kind of cool, right? Like if you could see those games and start getting an idea of who the future is, that's what NXT is. It's all okay. the young kids that are kind of learning their way, and, but I don't know any of the people. But on 1090 today at noon, they just were – I can't believe <laughs> – NXT is doing this, and I'm like, like I think the guy's really mad. It's wrestling. I Dave, I can't believe Michael and Dwight continue to have the arguments that they have at Chili's. You're in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and you're embarrassing Dunder Mifflin. You're like, what? <laughs> it's all real to me, damn it. It's all real to me. And then, uh, and then this afternoon. Like, I don't know what time Kaplan tapes that show. He must tape it at like 8 in the morning because he's just talking to Browner about whatever they're talking about. And then you flip over and DeMaio's just the fucking worst this city's ever seen. And I, I don't know. I mean, Schaefer and Hartman are trying to figure it out. Ornberger's always pretty good. Uh, Ornberger's had it with Steve. Have you noticed? He, I he cannot hear stand list. I heard it yesterday. He cannot stand listen to Steve talk. Really? He hates when Steve throws in yesterday's stories. He's talking about what sports was like in San Diego in the 90s when the Chargers were good and the Padres were good. And Ornberg just like shuts him up. Has no time to listen to any of his bullshit. Yeah. He's, he's had it with Steve. Well, it's it, fucking pretty good. What? Well, <laughs> he's sick of him. It took Costa four years. Well, Costa, four years. Mike didn't even know he was on that show. I'm not sure unless you showed Mike that uh, that screenshot of yeah. those two next to each other. I still don't think Mike knows he was on that show. And then in the afternoon, I'm not sure where Tony Jr. was. I wanted to hear him today. And on 97.3, which is the sports leader in town, they, they let Matt Scraby put a microphone on. This <laughs> fucking kid is the worst. Like, I like Brayden. Brayden's a nice kid. Scraby might be the most unlikable voice in San Diego. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know him. I mean, I think we worked in the same building. But every time you hear that guy, you're like, yeah, that's a guy I would have beat up. Oh, my God. Do you ever hear Scraby? I have. I, there are a lot of guys on the radio that I go, I, I can't understand. But then at the same time, I always go, they aren't broadcasters, so they don't need to be great. Well, and that's the problem because the intercom's broke. Yeah. Intercom's broke. And you go, oh, well, what do you mean they're broke? Well, they're fucking broke because the program director fills in on the board. Yeah, that's broke. Yeah, and is 
firing questions at coach. Like, dude, that's a PD that just cries on the drive home. God damn it. I drove all the way out here. I'm going to be a program director, and I got to fucking play five questions with coach. Hey, Adam, that's really interesting. I'm a really big fan. He reminds me a little bit of Gene Richards. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, I mean. I heard a coach today say, he goes, I was always been a Laker fan, and I yeah. looked up the 1965 roster just How last fun. night. How fun. How fun. Tell us more. God. People are just, win. Right off the Right off Moreno Boulevard. Boom. <laughs> Completely missing the loop. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, that's all you can say. You just summed it up. Fuck. Dude, when he's saying it, I'm like, dude, how many people are alive that knows what the fuck he's talking about right now? Yeah. His wife, Kelly. John, are you going to bring the recycling down? <laughs> hey, Kelly, I will in a second. Did, hey, Kelly, did I ever tell you about Gail Goodrich? Not, yeah, John, you have. Get the goddamn recycling down. <laughs> your boy, I got to tell you, your boy Woods, all right, because I know you're sleeping at 5 in the morning. Yeah. He does come on. I give him a little bit of credit, but I'm cu- t- calling bullshit. He comes on there, and he says, 44 the next 58 days, he booked tea times. <laughs> Until that baby's born. <laughs> And I'm like, a lot bull- of disposable shit. income. Bullshit. There's no way this guy's fucking right. playing golf 44 the next 58 days. His wife will kill him. Right. When she sees that he's that he's spending her money. <laughs> houses don't sell themselves, you asshole. Here, here's the other thing. Now, I'm not up at five. Didn't you tell me that he, how much of the show does he have to do by himself? Okay. Usually it's the first segment. Okay. Which is so, about to 515. Okay. I completely fucked up his show yesterday as he yelled at me on there. Well, I think you were trying to help. I was trying to help him, that son of a bitch. Well, and he's uh, ungrateful. So I, I wake up, as I said before, at 5 o'clock because I, I walk at 6 in the morning. So I wake up at 5, try and wake up for an hour, and then, and then go walking for like five miles. And I flip on at 5. It's Steve. It's our, it's our buddy. If it wasn't right. Steve, I wouldn't fucking flip on. I'd watch TV. Okay, you asshole. What Just about if I was on talking Gail Goodrich <laughs> with Adam? Listen. I like Coach, but I'm not listening at 5. But I like Woods by himself because it's always a complaint, okay? And then he doesn't remember what the fuck he said. Right. When you and I bring it up, he goes, fuck, how do you guys know? Yeah. I don't know. You said it on there, you asshole. So he, uh, so stupid. It's the most paranoid dumb shit of all time. So he, he, uh, I I flip on like I always do, and I'm hearing Monday show instead of Tuesday show on the app. Oh. And so I text him and Paul, and I go, hey, just so you know, on the app, the wrong show is playing, and he stops what he's doing. He start, freaks out that, that all of a sudden the app's not playing right, and he stops what he was complaining about. And then he goes, oh, this motherfucker's, he didn't say motherfucker, this guy's playing a prank on us. He's trying to ruin our show. I've never sandbagged your show, you dick. I wouldn't do that to you. Paranoid asshole. And then that fucking guy Paul comes out with and says, ah, he's a baby boomer. He doesn't know how to use the app. And I'm like, dude, I wasn't born after World War II, you dick. I was so fucking pissed. You Did you baby give him a gift line. card for his wedding? I sure did. God, Megan's going to be pissed. When oh, she my hears God. That. Burning bridges, Megan. That's hard to come back from. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, he comes on uh, today and he goes and he says that he's figured out that Bo's going to school and okay. he's booked 44 of the next 58 days of playing golf. Those two guys are like the Tuesday day managers at Cal stores, <laughs> right? That think they got the world by the balls, but they don't even fucking realize 
that that the uh, the main team there is quietly going right underwater. <laughs> uh, that fucking guy. I had something else. I th- here's the thing. Yeah. Like, why hasn't been there at five? I, I don't know. Why does Woods allow it? Right. Every guy, nobody is live at 11.20 at night doing sports. I watched John Howard yeah. like a month ago, and it was Saturday night, right? It's like 11.20, and they go, here's John Howard with sports. He's taping it from his living room, and it looks like it's 4.30 in the afternoon behind him. <laughs> Their kid's skateboarding. <laughs> well, I, listen, man, I, you guys know I have never been an instigator. I do not start trouble. Ben's clearly playing Steve like a tiny little Texas yeah, fiddle. he is. Yeah. Steve. Steve's so busy thinking guys are describing him as a slick Texan, he can't even <laughs> see what's going on right in front of him. Hey, God. I don't, Dave, I, you and I have fixed a lot of issues. I'm not sure we could fix them. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not sure. You can't. Yeah, obviously. You can't. Paul you will can't be fine. <laughs> we'll get Paul squared away. Maybe we start with Paul, and then we uh, and then we look ahead to uh, to uh, what you call it to Woods. All right, oh hey, gosh. do me a favor. Yes. We're probably not supposed to do this. Where's your remote? Right here. What do you want? I want you to rewind this because this is Andy Mazer on the call from last night. Yeah. Because I heard Ted complaining uh, that that he's done 40 years of Padre baseball. Well, hang on. Put it back because we'll try to hear this. This is courtesy of WGN Radio. Okay. And Andy Mazur in his first year as the White Sox voice got to call a no-hitter. All right. You ready? Yep. You going to put your mic to the TV? He's great. I'm, gl- I'm glad he got a chance to uh, to make a comeback. Do you know who his high school teammates were? Giolito? Oh, I thought you meant Andy's. No. Um, no. Max Freed. Wow. And John Flaherty. Or Jack Flaherty. Damn. Yeah. How about that shit? Those three guys. If you rem- you don't remember, but you and I were at 1090 at the time when the Padres drafted Max Freed. Right. And I, I told you that, that tidbit back oh, in, that right, in 2012. Well, I knew because Josh was in the same graduating class. I knew who those yeah. guys were. But those guys, those three guys on the same fucking high school team. God dang. Is that insane? God dang. Yeah. Unbelievable. But, but I just, there's so much good young talent in baseball right now. Like, it's really fun. Yeah. And, like, I, I have to... I have to tell you, Dave, like you say, you go, well, I don't have a horse in the race, but I, I have to say, man, like I'm really happy with the way players, teams, leagues have stepped up. Yeah. And uh, I give credit. I think it was on. Oh, gosh, I, I I'd have it wrong. It, I'm trying to think of what show I heard earlier and they were really good. Uh, it might have been uh, Rogan, but they were talking about the fact that there was a lot of disappointment 
No, I know who it was. It was Mark Spears and LZ and Sedano. I should have known it was a Rogan. <laughs> Showed shit. Uh, Mark Spears and LZ Granderson were really, really good. And talking about just society and where things are. And man, for me, at that point, that's where you're like, you just want to listen, right? Yeah. You just want to hear and try to soak things in. And they were saying how different it was when the Clippers, when everything happened with Donald Sterling. In 2014, yeah. Yeah, and LZ brought it up and said, what do you think was different? And Mark Spears was great. He said, look, there's a difference at that time between vile words from a racist owner caught on tape to what we have seen in the last couple of months with George Floyd yeah. and what we saw in Wisconsin and too many other incidents. And you go, yeah, like, thank goodness you have the technology. We, I just feel like it wasn't that long ago when we were talking about players and, and managers and how nobody wanted to go out anymore because they were terrified of the gotcha moment, right? Yeah. Hey, I can't go out and have a couple of beers. Can't go down to TJ and get a lap dance anymore because <laughs> somebody's got a phone. You're like, shit. And now you go, God damn, isn't it? I mean, it helps. Yeah. I don't want to say isn't it great because there's nothing great about what we've seen. But sure, all of a sudden it feels like bright lights are being turned on to what's going on. And uh, and the players, it starts with the players and the teams and the leagues are doing what they can to, to try to bring change. Whether or not they are successful, I guess time will tell. I have a lot of friends that are police officers. You do too. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was a police officer, and I've asked, I've asked these guys in the last few weeks, I, I've said to them, how are people treating you? And right. they said, you know what, so far, no issues. And I said, you know, I, I assume they're good guys because they're, they're my friends. But as I just told you, I can't fucking figure out who's a good guy who's not anymore but they uh if i was a police officer i'd want all the bad ones away you know what i mean i I want them to be exposed weed them out out because i don't want to be associated with a piece of shit this is a job i take a lot of pride in this is a life or death job i'm a first responder i don't want to be associated with the guys who are bad guys well and i thought that's the point the doc made last night talking about the fact that his father was a police officer and that he respects it and that we want to go back to respecting that Look, I mean, you have a situation in La Mesa where they have a new business that's opened up. And, man, I drove by this business the other day in the line to get in there. I I didn't even, I'd heard about uh, that they had opened. I wasn't exactly sure where they were located. And I'm driving by and there's 65 people in line trying to get in. And I'm like, where are they going? Like, what are they doing over here? Well, you find out. And it's a minority-owned business that will not serve police officers. Wow. And you go, wow, right? Yeah. Like, all right, how do you feel on that? Well, you go, well, we're in La Mesa, and not every police officer has done it, but there was a young guy that appeared to be minding his own business at the Grossmont Trolley Station that got roughed up and, and arrested. Yeah. And maybe you know that young man. Maybe you were impacted by that. You're a business owner. Maybe you're like, hey, I don't like what happened there. Then you look at it and you go, all right, well, what's going to happen if one of these dudes that drives the pickup truck and comes from Santee and, and, or anywhere, right? Not to single out Santee. What if they do something? Who are you going to call? Yeah. Like, you just 
you go, wow, it's just, there's no easy fix. There's no. just no easy fix. But like I was saying, it just, it's kind of how we started. Man, it would feel different if you felt like we had leadership at on either side of the aisle that was not so focused on just pointing the finger and telling you why Sleepy Joe or Pelosi or Schumer or Trump or Pence or any of them, uh, Kushner, while they were all assholes. Ah, this fucking asshole, right? And it's like if just one of them stood up and said, hey, listen, you're still a dick, but I got to fix this right now. I got to get California back. I got to get restaurants open. I got to let parents get their kids to school. We got to be able to figure out something. Like if one of them just said, hey, I've got this. We'll get it figured out. God, I, I think things could snowball and change quickly. But yeah, I don't sure hope so. I mean, it's funny. You look at nothing's funny about what I'm about to say, but you look at Europe right now where yeah. they, they addressed what they did, the social distancing and uh, yeah. quarantining. All of a sudden, there's a huge outbreak again. Really? And you're going, holy where? shit, all over. All over, where numbers are up through the roof, where, you know what, we don't have a cure. So, I yeah. mean, you kind of wonder what is what is the right move and how long does it take? I remember when this whole thing started back in March, people are saying, well, this thing could go all the way to the end of the year. Oh, that's crazy talk. Yeah. Well, now you feel like it wouldn't even feel comfortable in the spring. Uh, yesterday, tell me what you do. I get an email from Kaiser. Do you guys have Kaiser? Yeah, actually, I'm going tomorrow morning. What are you going for? Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. It's funny you say that. I have been crazy sick the last two days with blood pressure problems, like, like going down. And then I did a, I did a quick uh, video with Josh this morning for like 20 minutes, and uh, and I said, man, I got to look great in the video. Like you can tell I'm sick in the video. Yeah. And um, someone said to me, I saw you yesterday. Your, your face looks swollen. Like you, you look like you aren't feeling well. I go, it's funny you say that. I've almost gone down like three times the last two days. Oh, shit. And they're like, today, it's so freaking hot, but then my feet are ice cold. Like, really? It, and, yeah, so I'm going tomorrow because major blood pressure problems. God damn. All right. Well, go get that figured out. We'll have Coach and Adam yeah, in here filling out. <laughs> go ahead. Have Coach oh. ask. Uh, uh, I mean, have Adam ask Coach anti-Semite questions, and he'll just uh, It'll be great. Yeah, defend it, and then Adam will go, okay, next question. Is that what happened? Fucking yeah, with the guy dang the Oakland Nazi. A's coach, the Nazi coach. Yeah, in Oakland. Yeah, Adam's like, okay, Coach. I'm like, okay. Fuck it, Adam. <laughs> Hold your feet to the fire as boss. Don't defend that shit. He's like, Dave, I'm trying to get my resume <laughs> on Indeed. <laughs> I give the Hitler sign, and Coach is like, hey, I'm fine with it. No. That's where you say no. Went to Tory, Dave. <laughs> went to Tory. That's all I have to say. Ben Higgins went to Tory. Fucking <laughs> works half a day. Steve's kids will go to San Diego. Oh, there They're you Nelson go. There you go. See? They'll, be, they'll, they'll be guys of character. <laughs> um, Will they make Bo cut his hair? I don't know what's going on with him. <laughs> Are they bringing back the Almond Brothers? Are they going to be the Woods Brothers? Was your hair long in high school? They don't give a fuck at San Diego, right? No, they don't care. Okay. He just looks like every picture from uh, Endless Summer, like the 1972 surf movie. That's funny as shit. Right? Yeah. yeah. He looks like, uh, who's the guy who played Greatest American Hero? Oh, wow. You know the guy, yeah. I mean. Was William, he in William that something. Movie? Yeah. Yeah. Or like Gary William Cat. Was that it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he or, does. Bo looks like he's going to an Eagles concert. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like a young Al Jardine. Uh, fuck was I going to tell Let's you? just cussing his mind out right now. Listen to this shit. Oh, fuck. fuck you guys. Hey, 
Don't worry about it. We're all team Bo here. Don't we worry are. About it. Love that kid. Uh, until he gets thrown out of school. Cause <laughs> Still Steve, this teacher needs shit. Yeah. Hey, Bo, what did Thomas say? Fuck you. <laughs> Bo, uh, get out of here. <laughs> Bo, get out of here. <laughs> Uh, I get an email. This is funny. Yeah. So I get an email yesterday from Kaiser. Yeah. And it says, hey, um, we are taking people for a test study for a potential COVID-19 vaccine. Yeah. Would you like to participate? I immediately go, yes, because I feel like I'm playing my part to save the world, right? So, uh don't they have to inject you with COVID first? Well, that's the first thing my son said to me. <laughs> okay, what do you think they're going to do? I go, I don't know. They're working on a vaccine. Got to try it out on people. So I am going down to take my sons to dinner. Yeah. And now at this time, I've already signed up. Yeah. And I see my ex-wife, who's an attorney. And I go, hey, did you get this email from Kaiser? She goes, no. What is it? I go, well, they're testing people for the COVID vaccine. She's like, all right. And I go, well, I signed up. She goes, well, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what? Why? And Dude, I go, they better pay you like a couple hundred thousand to fucking risk your life. And I go, you're going to be uh, on a ventilator. You're going to drop dead as the dumbest guy of all time. <laughs> right? That's what it's going to say on your tombstone. Dumbest, well, yeah. <laughs> So I was like, you know, what the fuck do you know, right? uh, I'm like, your nine different college degrees all say doctorate on it. But I'm like, you're not a doctor. Save it. Okay? Shh. Shh. But now she's a little bit in my head. Yeah. So I get in the car and I call a very close friend who is a doctor. And I go, hey, just... Hum, you know, just humor me this. I go, I tell the story, right? Got an email from Kaiser. They're doing a test study for a potential uh, vaccine for COVID. No problem signing up, right? She goes, do you have a death wish? What are you doing? <laughs> Fuck are you doing? I go, what? She, no. She goes, how big is the fucking waiver you got to sign? 20 pages? What the hell is the matter with you? She goes, didn't I teach you anything? Oh, my God. Dr. J would tell you you're a dipshit. Right. Well, so Dr. <laughs> so did Dr. Joe. So uh, today, so today I'm like, all right, calm down. God damn, it's bad enough having your ex-wife yell at you. You don't need the other one yelling at you, too, right? I, Dave, I really thought like that they were going to be like, hang on. They were going to grab their phone and just play Lee Greenwood for yeah. me. Like, I... I was convinced at 5 o'clock yesterday I was the smartest guy on the block. Well, you plan on winning a Nobel Peace Prize? Yes! <laughs> you fucking asshole. Yes! So today, so today about 11, uh, I get the call, right? The call comes from Kaiser. And by the way, I'll say this. Oh, my God. Dude, let my me just be, I'm laughing so hard. Let me just yeah. be really, really clear. I know a lot of people hate Kaiser or have that. Boy, they have treated our family great. Me too. They took unbelievable care of my sons in the NICU. I still have friends that work there uh, when we've broken bones or been sick or anything else. Man, they've been great. This yeah. is this is no reflection on them. So uh, 
lady calls today, and she's like, hey, uh, Jeff, I'm just following up from Kaiser. I saw you signed up yesterday. I said, yeah, hey, I have just a quick question. How big is that waiver form I have to sign? And she's like, I'm sorry? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, somebody really close to me is a doctor. She's guessing it's 20 pages. She's like, uh, no, we don't have 20 pages. And I said, okay. I said, well, I would like to tell you with all sincerity that Kaiser's been great to me and my family, and I'm incredibly grateful. I can never pay back what you guys have done. But after counsel, both with my legal counsel and my doctor of record, I will not be participating in the program. Oh, okay. And so yeah. I'm out. You're the only you're the only guy that signed up. I had to <laughs> They're like, fuck. <laughs> Our one got away. God damn it. They're like the fish who snuck off the thing. <laughs> ah, that's why, man. I'm just telling you, find the women in your life yeah. that are important. And I'm lucky that two of them, thank God I didn't end things on a bad way at my house. She would have been like, fuck yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> that's a great idea. <laughs> great idea. Didn't she say you just did that living trust? Oh Great. My God. Email me a copy. She's like, what the hell are you doing? That is so funny. So make sure for every guy out there, just understand, yeah. okay, we're overmatched in a lot of things. Keep Padre Geekster. <laughs> I should have texted her. <laughs> Maggie. Uh, Rose would have bailed me out. Who else? Tracy Walden. I'm sorry for all of you, okay? We, we think we have it figured out. Oh, my gosh. And we don't have it figured <laughs> out. We don't. All right, I want to ask you this before we uh, we get to Dan and them. By the way, I do have five more questions for you. I'm excited about these questions. You can say no to any of them. You don't feel like answering, by the way. But, I don't but, care. but they're okay. I hope you're saying that. All right, I, I want to touch on this real fast because it's going to happen before we're back. AJ Preller said he's looking to make trades before yeah. uh, the trade deadline expires on Monday. Okay. Yeah. The three things he wants he wants a veteran bat, he wants a frontline pitcher, and he wants a relief pitcher. Can he pull those off? And do you agree with him that you need to make trades because this is the time to win now? Man, it's heartbreaking to see how bad Paddock is because so many of us just love that kid. I've been on the Paddock bandwagon, I feel like, since Everybody day has. one. You, well, you were the first one, uh, but everybody followed you. But he, uh, I just genuinely like that kid. Yeah. I Paddock's know. last three games, oh. 14 innings pitched, 13 earned runs, 20 hits. It It's... Like, to me, Dave, there's a part where you go, I saw Tingler saying they're concerned that he's tipping pitches. If that's the case. Okay, two things. One is it sounds like an out, doesn't it? I don't so, know, but something there's something there where all of a sudden. Then fix it. Shouldn't happen three games in a row. No, I got it. Right? I mean, I then, then who's that fall on? Rothschild? Dude, I'll tell you this, man. It's funny you just said that. I haven't heard anybody talk about the Larry Rothschild hiring over Ballsley. Right? Yeah. The Yankees fired him. You know who the Yankees mm -hmm. pitching coach is now? Some high school guy. Really? Yeah. They hired they hired a high school guy. I was laughing seeing uh, Brent Strom as the pitching coach for the Astros. 71 yeah. years old. That's, yeah. that's great. Um, like his name, and I don't know, Dave, if anybody's brought it up, but is, as a pitching staff where you've always looked at the bullpen and everything else, man, when Darren Balsley was here, things ran pretty tight. They did. And Paddock was pretty goddamn good. Yeah. Right? Now, look, you can look at Lamette and say Lamette's dynamite, right? Zach Davies, I don't know. But uh, you bring up Rothschild, that's a really interesting thing that I haven't read a lot about. And it's not like the pitchers can come out and say, No, you well, can't rip them publicly. 
Um, Woods used to rip the shit out of him when he was with the Yankees. Now he's with the Padres. Woods doesn't say oh, a fucking dude. word. No, once buying pancakes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's at Perry's Diner buying him pancakes, that asshole. I love that he's driving. Just when he thinks he's up for air, you just kick him again. I told, uh, I called Dave yesterday and I'm like, Steve takes this attitude that he's kind of like Scott Weiland, right? He's edgy. Got that beat up jacket, cigarette and everything, right? Aviators, messy hair. And he's dangerous. And then we just proceed to just kick him in his little nuts every show. Oh my gosh. Do you, but, um, oh, go ahead. Go go back to what I said. Could you see them making a trade? Yeah. I, and you as a suffering Padre fan, don't you want to see them kind of go, we can compete in the postseason. We just have to win different series here and here and here and we can do it. Yeah. I just, uh, it's like anything, Dave. It's such a different time with all the teams that are in, right? Yeah. So who's going to be willing to give anything up? Like who's giving up a frontline uh, starter? Okay. Here you go. Well, the one that everyone's talking about Clevenger. because he's a free agent. It, one, I was thinking Bauer. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so he's a free agent at the end of the year. So at the same time, I mean, he is a frontline guy. And Lamette's as good as anybody. I yeah, mean, like Lamette is as good as anybody. But if you add a, a Bauer to that staff, holy shit, or a Lance Lynn who throws a shitload of strikes, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, again, I don't have the answers on what they're going to do, but I, I'm sitting there watching you and everyone else that tells me to eat shit every day. Yeah. I said, go ahead and make the move. This team has proven they can compete with anybody. Well, the the thing that he has talked about was frontline center uh, bat, which I would look at and go, all right. I'm, I mean, I heard speculation today outfield. Look, man, catching sucks Yeah. on this team. Like, catching is bad. And then uh, the bullpen help, right? Yeah. Where, where you're, you're trying to get the bullpen taken care of. I mean, I, I think today, even though you're going to play two seven-inning games tomorrow – like, given another day for that bullpen after having a day off on Monday, like, it's probably pretty good yeah. to, to have that. I mean, I, I know you didn't get much out of Paddock last night. It, it's always determined, Dave, by what do they want on the other side. And I was looking at what Jim Bowden was talking about for different moves for teams, and he's saying he wants the Dodgers to go out and get Clevenger and Lindor in a deal that would include Gavin Lux going back to the Indians. You kind of look at that. But, I mean, I, I, Joey Lucchese, right? Is that going to be enough to get you a guy? Uh, if you're putting hedges in that deal, right, are you going to be – I don't know. I don't know what's on the other side. Yeah. So before you go, yeah, 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 I'm all in, I'm a little concerned that they haven't looked to gore at all. They said The rumor is he has the yips. Now, I don't know if that's the case or not. That's just when I put that out there, how come we haven't seen Gore? Yeah. All these people that claim they know saying, well, the rumor is he's having trouble finding the strike zone. But I'll go back to what we talked about the other night, which is um, AC kind of alluded to it in his article in the paper that Ron and Pete are taking a bath this year. A lot of teams are taking yeah. a bath, um, even with adjusted salaries to Machado and Myers and Hosmer. But you are still watching a guy that is probably the front runner for the MVP in Tatis that's going to need a deal. And I think until you figure out what Tatis is getting, I'm not sure you're bringing in a guy like a Bauer or other guys that are going to command $20 million. Yeah, I'm just not sure. I, I just and – I, and I get that because you look at the money and if it goes, hey, do you want Bauer? you want to 
let me use some of that money to lock up Tatis for the next 47 years. I'm probably leaning towards Tatis. You know what's funny is uh, Bauer is someone that would help the Yankees tremendously. They need definitely starting pitching. Bauer and Garrett Cole hate each other. You can't, that, you, oh, you, yeah, you, you can't yeah, trade yeah. for him. I mean, you can't – as mad as you, as much as you might need him, they hate each other. And they were teammates at UCLA, and it's a, just such a bad situation. The Yankees are going to have to make a move, too, and they will. They always do. Yeah. Um, but, Aaron but, Judge uh, back. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's interesting to see what's going to happen. But I'd like to see, hopefully, by the time we come back on, that the Padres – We'll are, be here are, Monday. Are, are doing yeah. something. We're doing something Monday. We'll be here by the time they're they're done making their deals. Whatever that deal might be, we'll be here talking about it. And hopefully the Padres are our are version better of too. the wrap up show. Right. <laughs> Can you believe those two bastards? They got to go in there every night after that game. Yeah. Like they split up the post game show on ninety seven three. Braden does it. Ello does yeah. it. Right. Like you split it up. Goddamn Schaefer and Russell have to go in there every night. For at least an hour. I heard John say the other day, some of those shows go 85 or 90 minutes. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm, I mean, I get it. There's not a whole lot on your social calendar right now. But you're literally locked in every night to watching this yeah. game. And after you've kind of ramped down from doing his show, Jim's been part of the midday show. Now you got to ramp it back up for 85 minutes every yeah. night. God damn. That, <laughs> holy shit. Last night I was uh, I was sitting right where we were sitting and I was watching the Dodgers and Giants in extra innings and the Dodgers end up losing and I was like yeah. well this fucking sucked I went to sleep like at twelve thirty and I was like yeah. you know they've won so much that I did not see that coming you know and it was weird because they uh, two innings before the Dodgers take the lead there's a guy yeah. on second to start the bottom of the tenth for the Giants balls hit to shortstop the rule is the ground ball in front of you you don't run a third. Yeah. Guy in yeah, Giants yeah, fucking yeah. runs a third. Seeker froze and threw the ball to first instead of throwing him out at third. <laughs> and then that guy scores and the Dodgers lose like an inning or two later. And you're like, how the fuck did you freeze? Tatis I mean, has done that. Yeah. You go, what the fuck? It's right there. It's like yeah. it's like the, almost the first thing they teach you as a shortstop or as a base runner on right. second. Ground ball in front. You don't go. No. And fucking the guy ran right in front of Seeger and he looked at him and then threw it to first. And then he just put his hands on his knees like, oh, I completely fucked up. I go, oh. Yeah, you did. You cost him the fucking game. the Giants? The Giants are something else. So I just as you were talking, here's here's a crazy thing, because I know every team makes bad moves, as I point out about the pods, but the Dodgers do it all the time too. Uh, Solano for the Giants is hitting three thirty through eighty one games. His first eighty one games with the Giants, he's, he's on fire. Wow, super good. Well, they just put on there product of the Yankees had him and the Dodgers had him, and Damn. they both let him go, and now he's fucking just killing it for the. For the Giants. Um, hey, I want to mention Dan Williams. We talk about Dan all the time. Dan's the guy to help you right now through this whole pandemic situation. A lot of people financially don't know exactly what's going to happen and exactly how the world has been turned upside down in 2020. He wants to help you be debt-free. You need to call Dan and ask him, how do I do that? Also, if you're in the rental market still, how do I own my own home? Dan can help you walk you through the process as well. Again, for finances, Jeff and I call him all the time. You should do the same. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. There is nothing like having the financial security and freedom to do the things you want to do. And I've talked about it on a smaller scale, being able to maybe you need a computer for work, right? So many of us working at home and it feels like that's going to be going for a while. Uh, I said at my house, God, I had the worst bed to be able. It absolutely changes everything, right? You get a new bed. It sounds so... I don't know. You hear people go, it's hey. It's not again. crazy. You think about getting back in that bed all day long, don't you? Right. It's crazy. <laughs> well, and my, 
The problem is it's a foot and a half behind me when I'm trying to work during the day. They got baseball and hockey games on. I'm like, you know what? I put in a good half day. I'll watch the third period of this game. <laughs> but but on a much bigger scale where Dan's going to help you is looking towards buying a house. And it's just uh, friends of mine across the country are now buying homes and selling homes and doing all these kind of things. And, and I, I say it all the time, man. I made a huge mistake when I was in my early 20s being cocky and thinking you know more than you know, not paying attention to my credit score. And it was so embarrassing when I went to buy a house. I'd been married. I was a new dad. My credit score was a joke. And I was lucky to be able to dig out and then in the last year working with Dan to get it where I wanted to be, right? Yeah. Now it goes, there'll be days when it goes to seven ninety five. I'm like, what in the <laughs> what? <laughs> and uh and I love being that way. But yeah. if you're if you're somebody struggling and you're like me where you go, look, I don't really want to rent. I want to be able to buy, but I want the banks to work with me, uh, give Dan a call. Give Dan a call, borrow smart, repay smart, ask him about that book. It's so incredible. And uh, it'll get you on the way and get you a little bit of peace of mind, too, especially in these times. you got enough things to worry about. Make sure your finances aren't uh, one of them. Absolutely. Brian Curry is the guy to call when you're looking for that perfect house. We told you on the last show, right now the real estate market is going through the roof. Look, it's up 40%. Whether you're selling or you're buying, you're winning on either end right now. And the rates are so low that here's the time to take advantage of the real estate market. Make sure you call Brian Curry. He'll put you in the right neighborhood, the right house. Don't waste any more time. Find the best in the business at 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. I joke all the time about what happens when I hit the search button on my Instagram that I get 90, 50-year-old chicks in lingerie, right? And after like <laughs> half hour, I'm like, I, I don't know how these women keep showing up, but they're all from Poland and Bulgaria. And they all seem very friendly. Yes. But now all of a sudden I'm getting weird things on the Facebook app. And today I got one. No joke. And maybe a lot of you got the same thing. It said, for rent in Encanto. And I go, where the hell is Encanto? Yeah, we used to get calls all the time from Encanto. I had no idea where Encanto is. And it's apparently out the 54 somewhere. And uh, in the middle of fucking nowhere. (laughs) And this is what they're renting. They're renting what looks like a glorified shed. And it said three bedrooms, one bath, like 700 square feet in fucking Encanto for two grand a month. What? Two grand a month. (laughs) And I looked at that. I go, you got to be goddamn kidding me. And if that's what the rental market is. Yeah. I mean, I understand the, uh, the housing market has changed from when. When we bought our place 10 years ago to where it is today, you can't tell me that Brian can't find two grand where you're not living in Canto in 700 square feet. Like, get your credit lined up with Dan and then take that money and put it to work for you so your name is on the deed, your name's not on the rental agreement. Absolutely. All right, that perfect pool for you. You need it right now. It is so damn humid, so hot. It's unbelievable. TaylorMade Pools, Alan Taylor standing by, ready to build your perfect pool. More than 20 years in San Diego, 619-449-4452, 619 
4452. I see new pools all the time on Facebook all of a sudden. Guess what? Nobody makes them better than Alan Taylor and Taylor May Pools. Well, I don't know what has happened in this town, but I, I'll say it again. I think if you buy a tailor-made pool and put it in your backyard, every female news anchor in town is going to show up in yeah. their bikini. Yeah. Like, I never remember Carol LeBeau doing that. No. Or Allison Ross. There's a good chance you're going to see Lauren Finney show up right in your backyard. Lauren Finney, Barbara Lee, Shannon Handy, right? Alicia Summers. Yes. Like, what has happened Absolutely. to the- Maria Maria Ortega compl- Dunn. Right. Yes. It's silly. <laughs> Like, I don't know, man. I've never, it feels, it's weird. Yeah. Like, if you go, if it, like, we knew all the. It might be the best thing to ever happen to me. (laughs) It's always funny. You and Sweeney are the first two guys to hit like on everything. I just, I'm thinking about growing up here. Yeah. Right? And you go, well, I never saw Kathy Clark or Laura Buxton, (laughs) Allison Ross, Margaret Radford. Like, you didn't see any of them, right? But I can't, like, I was going to call Temple and be like, hey, what's going on? And then you just sound like, like, if you go, hey, what's going on? Hey, what? you just sound like yeah. a creeper. Yeah. But I bring it up here all the time because every time, Heather Lake. Yeah. It's all the Fox 5 chicks oh, in Channel 8. It's genius. It's genius. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, who wrote that memo? I have no idea. The next one to jump in, I'm telling you, is Elizabeth Alvarez. Okay, what's that? All she does is work out. She's jumping in that bikini next. She's pretty close. Yes. And you follow them. It's not like you're, you're, uh, stop. It's just on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Like, I would tell her enough pictures. We've seen enough of little Tommy. Yeah. And we don't need him anymore. <laughs> like, less Tommy, more beach. Uh, but maybe they don't want to go to the beach. And I heard water's warm. More stingrays. So how do you avoid that? Tailor-made pool in your backyard. And then just send the memo out to all these news ladies and be like, come on over. Come on over. There's a chance they're showing. Oh, my gosh. Kyle Fluker's that guy. I have to build that website for you. What are you waiting for right now? If your business is struggling or you need a website that needs to be built because you have an idea for a brand new business, Kyle Fluker's your guy. He's done three websites for us. He's done such a good job. 619 619- 500 Yeah, there is nothing like having easy access to things you've ordered. David, it's happened to me twice this week. I, I mentioned that on uh, when we were here Monday that I bought one of the Raiders stadiums yeah. from uh, eBay. Yeah. And son of a gun of eBay for that site, man, they, they emailed me. Boom. Tracking information immediately. I ordered that thing Sunday. It was delivered yesterday. Fantastic. Loved it, right? Cool. My kids freaked out. It was great. It was awesome. And then, giving credit to eBay again, the other day, goofing around, we were here talking about Evil Knievel. There is a guy selling four DVDs of Evil Knievel. Uh, Evil on the Dean Martin Roast. Evil's documentary, my favorite one, which is The Last Gladiator. That's the one that he narrates. And not only is it great because it's Elvis with every crash, but then they interview people from Butte, Montana. And if you want to look at some people and go, what in the hell is going on? (laughs) Go look at the guys that 
make their homes in Butte, Montana, and were friends with one Robert Evil Knievel. Then they have a DVD strictly committed to his jumps and crashes, and then there's a fourth one. I don't even know what the hell's on that one. It's, it's system overload. But, again, same thing. Both of those things were expected to be here by the weekend. The DVD showed up today. The stadium showed up yesterday. And you have instant information. Yeah. That's what a guy like me is used to. I buy things on Amazon every now and then. I'm rarely on eBay, but I bought two things and spoiled. People are spoiled by fantastic websites that go above and beyond. And if yours is not doing the same, we're not going to stick around. So the way you get to that point is by calling Kyle, uh, who's also with me. Remember, we're going to have www. Best places to camp on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday dot com. <laughs> That's coming soon, but call Kyle and he'll get you all set up. All right. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going August 26. We're going to start off with Macaulay Culkin. I saw this today. Did I, you? I saw that he's 40 years old. 40 years old. But I don't think he's worth a lot of dough. I'm going to say uh, $4 million. $18 million. No it kidding. Says. Yeah, $18 million. He Do looks you like rough. Him? Yeah, you know what? He did a great job with the Home Alone movies. Yeah. I mean, come Christmas time, how do you not watch it? Uh, every time. Yeah. But there are women that don't like that movie. Women don't that like right? that movie in the Chris- Christmas story. Yeah. I don't know. That's their problem. They all want to watch Love Actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, you Grant. You're like, that's really cool, right? Yeah, we all yeah. hate Macaulay Culkin, but we're yeah. going to support Hugh Grant getting blowjobs on Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> have, you, uh, have you seen Succession yet? No. Okay. His little brothers and uh, one of his little brothers is one of the kids. In Don't the let movie. me forget when we're done with this, yeah. my, my uh, documentary for all of you to watch. Okay. Don't let me forget. Good we'll deal. finish this. Melissa McCarthy. Uh, she's quickly becoming Amy Schumer to me. Is that right? Where you go, she was really, really funny, and now you're like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, she was so funny at the start. Um, how old is she? I'm going to say 41. 50. No kidding. Jenny McCarthy's cousin. No way. Is that right? Yeah. She is pretty fucking funny, man. She's pretty funny. Um, I think she's worth some dough. I'm going to say $20 million. $80 million. No kidding. Wow, good for her. Like a whole clothing line and everything else. Yeah. No shit. She seems likable. Yeah, she does. James Harden. Uh, There's a lot of money in this one. 35. 31. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, Dude, money... Has been there for a while. I'm gonna say two hundred million. Two hundred and twenty-eight million dollars. No yeah, kidding. Really good. Wow. He still has my favorite, I think, clip of all time. <laughs> he said where he's yelling at the guy. Yeah, where he, I mean, it was almost like he knew what was gonna happen. I mean, he gets fouled at the San Antonio Spurs game. That's who they're playing, right? Yeah. And the guy yells out from the front row. Nobody wants to see a free throw shooting contest. Nobody wants to see fouls either. <laughs> God damn it! Right away, it snaps right at the guy, dude. <laughs> It's so great. It's so funny. All right, here's a weird one for you. Mother Teresa, how old would she be? Mother And how much is she worth? Because the number surprised me. I thought it would be zero. Dude, uh, remind me the documentary okay, and remind me the horrible thing I've done as a parent. I learned my lesson today. <clears throat> and I'll tell you why. It yeah. circles back to Mother Teresa. I think she'd be 120. Exactly right. And then from a money standpoint. Actually, 110. I'm sorry, dude. 110. All right. 110. Six million? Five million dollars. Wow. Why yeah. would you guess that? I thought it would be zero. No. I mean, she she made money. I guess so. Yeah. That's weird. I never well, thought nuns made any money. 
Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't hold it against her. No. She was pretty special. All right. You want to tell the stories before I ask you the questions? Yeah. All right. Go ahead. So here's uh, the documentary would be on Showtime. If all of you have Showtime, man, I tell you what, I am fascinated by the story of Sonny Liston. Sonny Liston is absolutely unbelievable. And they have, uh, Sean Assel, I'm reading this book right now, The Murder of Sonny Liston. It is chilling, man. Really? It is just chilling. And he was the guy, nobody even knows when he was born. Wow. And he was part of 25 kids. This documentary is so good on Showtime, talking about that he grew up, he ended up uh, in jail, uh, he was in prison, he started boxing in prison, got involved with the mafia. Customato, who we all know is the trainer of uh, Mike Tyson, was the trainer of the heavyweight champion at the time, Floyd Patterson, and D'Amato, it, it felt like Rocky Three, Dave. Wow. Customato absolutely did not want Floyd Patterson to fight Liston, Patterson says, stop, I'm fighting him, and just gets the absolute shit beat out of him in like two minutes. And they show this scene, man, and they talk about how Liston didn't trust anybody, he didn't like anybody except uh, two groups of people. Little kids he was amazing with, and yeah. this huge smile and pictures, and they show him the white kids and black kids, and he's playing and, and sparring and just having a blast. And he loved senior citizens. He loved really? senior citizens. He was great. But he said everybody in between he couldn't trust because yeah. they all want something. And he was so excited to be heavyweight champion and to go home. And he gets home and nobody's there waiting for him. Wow. And it just tells his story. And we all know him because of Ali and what happened in Lewiston, right? He is such a fascinating character. The documentary on Showtime about Sonny Liston. I got to see it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Here is where I made the biggest mistake as a parent. So uh, my son and I have been filling out this journal, and I highly recommend it. I say it all the time for parents, um, especially for a dad, right, because you just feel like, I don't know if you can talk to sons about different things, but I feel like, at least for me and my son, Cade, that a lot of times writing it is really fun for us to go back and, and read things about things we've done in our life. So one of the pages that they asked was, if you could go back in history, where would you go? And so I wrote this whole story for him about how I would go back in time and I would stop the assassination of Abe Lincoln. And I talked about all he wanted to do was go to the theater uh, with his wife and i said man he had the hottest wife going mary todd lincoln what a hot mall chick right <laughs> and uh and if you don't remember what mary todd lincoln looked like google it she was not a hot mall chick no and uh <laughs> so i tell this whole story about john wilkes booth and how i'm going to save the day the whole thing and my son takes the journal and he brings it back and he goes hey dad i think you're gonna like the one i wrote oh fuck and he writes this story, his, his, uh, his um, day in history, if he went back. And he wrote this whole thing, and he said, you know, living in the world we live in, he said it would be a real pleasure to go back and help Harriet Tubman with the Underground Railroad. And he said, I've, I have friends. He talked about the fact that some of his best friends are black. And, and he said, I, I think it would be really great to go back and play a part in 
I don't know that it would change the world we live in today, but I would sure like to do it. And on top of that, she was a hot mall chick. Oh, fuck. What's wrong with you, guys? What's wrong with you? You are a horrible parent. First time I've ever said that about you. Jesus. I go, God damn it. No. And he goes, yeah, Dad. Right? Everybody's a hot mall chick. Nobody has ever rubbed one out to fucking Mary Todd or fucking Harriet Tubman. What's wrong with you? But Mary Todd was so awful to Abe, she was so mean to him. Didn't you see that bitch Sally Field? Yes. How awful she was? Because he had a dumb he had dumb facial hair. He didn't have the mustache. He looked like right. an idiot. But nobody <laughs> But Harriet Tubman's a hero. And I read that thing and I'm like, no. I'm like, I'm so like there's things you read and you go, like you're really seriously touched as a parent. Don't worry about Woods' kid getting thrown out of school. Your kid's going to get thrown out of school. I'm like, God, this is so great. Like, it's really good. I am really doing great. And on top of that, she was a hot mall. <laughs> and I'm like. How are we laughing? I'm like, I'm like, don't fucking. Your mom doesn't see this, right? He's like, what? I'm like, dude. What's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? He said, he's like, yeah, he's like, what's the matter with you? Exactly. I go, a lot. He's like, yeah. Oh, one other thing, too. Look at too. your dumb life decisions in the last 24 hours. I know. Oh, but then this was the other thing. So we had said one quick thing, and then we'll play the game. So a uh, couple of weeks, it's my birthday. My birthday is on a Monday. Yeah. We remember what a disaster Father's Day was. Yeah. Right? Oh, boy. So I'm talking to my son today because they go back to school tomorrow. So they have to do everything. They're on Zoom. They're trying to get everything figured out. We're talking about But they have a couple of really fun classes where I hope they get back. They have a culinary class cool. where you go, you want to get back? And they both have a film study class, cool. which I think would be great. So I, I'm saying, okay. And they're like, well, we're just kind of waiting because La Mesa is a charter school. We hope to be back. And, uh, and But they're like, we're in school four days a week, but Monday is like an administration day. So we're on a four-day week. And I go, all right. And I'm like, what days are you off? And they go, Mondays. We're off Mondays. And I go, shit. I go, okay, I'll tell you what. Um, because I use this one app to rent hotel rooms, I go, hey, I got a free room. You know what we'll do is Sunday the 13th is the start of NFL. And yep. then Monday the 14th is, uh, is my birthday. And I go, you know what? Why don't I get a room for a couple of days? It'll kind of be like a staycation, but we'll go hang out. We'll just watch football all day. Goof around, play Madden, and then on Monday the 14th, we're gonna, I said, I'll take the day off of work. I'll move the podcast to Tuesday, and, uh, and we can just hang out. And my son, Kate's like, oh, uh, okay. And I'm like, uh, what? And he's like, well, he goes, we were kind of thinking like we would let you pick out what you want and like barbecue and do move. And I go, no, no. <laughs> I'm falling no. for that. And he's like, what? I'm like, no, we're not. No, that's. And I didn't get into the whole thing. Yeah. I'm like, no, I pre- no, we're not doing that. Okay. <laughs> and he goes, uh, I go, look, man, I'm telling you, that's all I want to do is just hang the day with you and have fun, watch football, the whole thing. He's like, all right, well, I'll let mom know. I go, yeah, make sure you do that. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, done for, I'm not done for that, right? Yes. Yeah. So, all right. Good so, for you. All right, let's go. So that's right. the game. Here we go. If you want to pass on these five, you can pass on any of them. Okay. All right. 
If you could have sex with any celebrity, which one would you choose? Mm. Mary Todd. <laughs> Mary Todd, right? <laughs> God, you go, any, any celebrities, pretty, yeah. but can it be a celebrity in their prime? Yeah, in their prime. Oh, it's a, oh, God. It would come down to two. I think I'm pretty comfortable saying I I can narrow it down to two. Okay. I may have to I may have to expand this out to three. Okay. No, I'm gonna narrow I'm gonna narrow it to two. Okay. I was gonna put Pam Greer in there. Okay. But she'd run me right. She'd run. <laughs> come on. Somebody's leaving a nappy. Oh, she is. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. No, she is for sure. Not me. I'm just like wow. Wow. Um. I think I'm going to say hundred uh, percent Angie Dickinson in her prime. Yeah, but I'll take uh, I'll take early seventies Raquel Welch and put her That's in that a good one Kansas too. City bomber. Yeah. Raquel Welch. God <laughs> damn. My uh, when I worked at the liquor store, the Sockers are putting up videos on Twitter from '89 in Baltimore. They keep yeah. doing it, and I was there, and that's when I missed a step and broke my left ankle and yeah. right foot. Only so I love watching that game because I'm like, yeah, that's when it was still fun. So I come home and I'm working at uh, Santa Fe Liquor. I'm working with my friend Marty Gallo, but I basically can't do anything because I have a cast on my left foot and a cast on my right foot. This chick comes in and Dave, she had to have like 40 GG boobs, yeah. right? Huge. And she comes up, and remember, the only thing I'm doing is basically I feel like my legs are in cement. I'm putting six packs of beer in a bag. My dumb friend Marty looks at her and just goes, wow. <laughs> and I cannot move. I just got to sit there. And I'm like, he's like, wow. Jesus. That'd be me with Pam Greer. That's hilarious. I'd be Marty Gallo at the liquor store. Wow. Oh, my gosh. All right, let's go. All right. How far would you drive to have sex with the women of your dreams? With Angie? Anybody. Whoever the woman of your dreams is. Fuck. Um, how far is Cleveland? <laughs> my, I tried all these out on, on Josh before I asked you. Yeah. He goes, can you drive to Toronto? <laughs> yeah. No shit. I can. Right through Niagara Falls. Although I don't like the way that doctor yelled at me yesterday. I might just go to, I don't know, put her on the back burner. Uh, yeah. If Angie's in Cleveland, I'm yeah, going. You're going. It's funny as hell. I asked Josh that question. He goes, maybe La Mesa. What? He's a liar. <laughs> what is the most amount of money you've ever spent on a date and your wife doesn't count? Oh, I, oh shit. I can tell you. Okay. Uh, my girl, Kathy, Kathy Steele. We, this is when we were rolling. Yeah. We, um, March 17th, 1990. Wow. I can tell you the date. We flew from San Diego to Las Vegas. I had tickets. Uh, she and I went to the Chavez Taylor fight. So I think those tickets were each probably 300 bucks. Yeah. So we flew San Diego to Vegas and I worked at Del Mar and my customer was John Leno, who was Jay's uncle. And I said to John, I said, hey, I'm going to Vegas, and Jay's at Caesars, and he put me on the guest list. So Kathy and I went to the Hilton. We saw Meldrick Taylor, Julio Cesar Chavez fight Richard Steele fucks up, Lou Duva yeah. fucks up. Terrible call by Jim Lampley. Watching, <laughs> I don't know what fight he was watching. He was so biased for Meldrick Taylor. Lampley's a Hall of Famer for a reason. He was terrible that night. Any T-shirt tech will back me on that. I remember it. 
Yep. Fucking Mel Taylor's eyes are yeah. swollen shut and he swall- swallowed a pint of blood. But Lampley makes it sound like he's up, uh, you know, 11 to nothing. <laughs> like Chavez hasn't done anything. Uh, we come out of the Hilton. Kathy and I get in a taxi. We go to Caesar's Palace. We walk in. They're waiting for us. They seat us. This is when Jay Leno was actually funny. They bring us drinks, food, the whole thing. A guy shows up with a ticket, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Guy goes, just sign it. It's covered. Just sign it. They take us backstage. We meet uh, Jay Leno. He's like, my Uncle John's like 90. He goes, how old are you? I'm like, 22. He's like, what the hell? He couldn't have been nicer. Uh, Yeah, he couldn't have been nicer, and we had a great weekend. So I would think that had to have been... Had to have been a thousand dollar weekend. Wow. And it was it was fantastic. Good. Like she's married and doing great and kids the whole thing, but still a really good friend. Cool. And yeah, that that was by far an insane weekend. So yeah, I would say a thousand bucks, but but we were at Mel Taylor Chavez and then Leno when cool. he was great backstage. Well worth it. Very there you fun. go. Ruined your credit report, but it was worth it. <laughs> yes, hundred percent. Hundred percent. All right, two more to go. Have okay. you ever been offered a threesome? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, yeah, me neither. <laughs> I don't. Now, this was the great thing. Uh, we had a party at my house, and my roommate, who was my former girlfriend, gets fucked up. But because we have other people there, um, other people were sleeping in her room, so she's sleeping in my room. Her coworker, who was insanely hot Filipino, um, ends up in the bed, and she was separated from her boyfriend at the time. So things start, but the whole time I'm thinking, if this thing keeps going, I'm wake, I'm waking up dumb dumb, yeah. and I'm, she's jumping in. Yeah. Dude, trust me, she, the one to my left is like a second grade crossword puzzle. She's not that <laughs> tough to figure out. And uh, and then all of a sudden. Um, the hot friend got nervous because she was having fun and it was great, but she still had feelings for the boyfriend. So got it. That's as far as it went. But right. no, I uh, haven't. Okay, here we go. I think I know the answer to this one. It's the okay. last one. Have you ever had sex in a room while one of your buddies was having sex in the same room? Hundred percent. It's true. Um, with a, we rented a motel right over on Claremont. I know exactly where it is. It's still there. <laughs> It's directly, it's the motel across from uh, the Aladdin restaurant. Yeah. And uh, I'm up on the bed with this particular girl, and things are great. And it was my buddy Cheech. And everything's going fine, and we're great. And Cheech is on the floor. And all of a sudden, I hear, ow! God. We got Freddie Jackson, Rock Me Tonight, playing (laughs) so great. And uh, I kind of shake that off, tune that out. But you know me, I got the attention span of a fly. And uh, everything's moving forward. We're all going good. Freddie Jackson sounded good. Ow! Fuck. So I say to the girl, I go, come here. She's like, what? So we army men to the end of the bed. I look down at him. I go, hey. He goes, hey. (laughs) I go, uh, (laughs) I go, uh, what the fuck's the problem here? What's the problem? And he goes, She's pulling it like a fucking lawnmower, and it hurts. I go, hang on. So I go, hey, 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 there's nerves in that, all right? Let's take it easy. You're not pulling the fucking gopher out of the hole. 
And uh, because I'm classy, was I won't. She pissed? Was she mad when you said that? Well, uh, hey, life's a life's a game, right? Sometimes you have to learn some shit. And then, uh, yeah, I just how fucking great was my boy Cheech that he just took the floor at that goddamn motel? Yeah, and uh, like who knows what had happened no on shit. that floor, right? But yeah, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. Ow, God, it's a problem here. Hey, she's pulling on it, and oh it God. hurts. Yeah, Dude. that was good. When I was uh, when I was at San Diego State, I had two roommates who used to always talk about. This, to me, it was a weird fantasy. I could never be with one girl and another guy. You know what I'm saying? I, right. I always thought that was a weird thing, but these two guys talked about it all the time. They, who, didn't for, you say Randy West? So Randy, Randy West did it once in a movie. It's funny as shit, dude. It was him and Shawn Michaels. Oh no! And and they're like the girls, like, "Hey, Randy, you gonna jump in?" And uh, Randy's like behind the camera producing it, you know, directing. He goes, I'll jump in. And then Randy jumps in and he goes, hanging out with the big boys tonight. <laughs> John Michaels is like, is there someone else here? Because fucking A, Randy, you're nowhere near where I am. Um, anyway, so so my, these two guys always talked about it. I thought it was the weirdest thing ever. And I remember I, I'm married, so I'm moved out. Right. And, I, and all of a sudden I get a call like at two in the morning. And they're both those guys on their fucking giant cell phones. Hey, it's going to happen tonight. We're leaving the elephant bar. Elephant bar. Right. <laughs> and we got this girl. She's into both of us. And I was like, oh. Oh. I go, this isn't going to go well. No. I go, call me tomorrow. So they call me the next day. I go, how'd it go? Horribly. And, right. And I go, what happened? Well, she's blowing one guy. And the other guy's doing her from behind. And of course, they don't time it out like in the fucking movies. Right. And one of my buddies pulls out and hits my friend right oh. in the fucking shoulder, dude. <laughs> And once my buddy is a germ freak, I hit in the shoulder. It was over. <laughs> He's like, Ken shot a rope right at me. Hit me in the shoulder. Oh, come on, Ken. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's it, man. That's what we got. It's, a, it's another long show. We gave you two long shows this week. There one you go. final one. You'll like this. Go ahead. A uh, friend of mine, they'll remain nameless. Uh, we're, we're in a restaurant just because your friend Ken. It's the yeah. perfect time to think of this. So... Uh, we're a drive-through getting Mexican food at the place right across from La Paloma in Encinitas. And so we're driving, and uh, it was just my fucking roommate, right? I got to yeah. tell you who it was, because I'm like, hey, what happened? Because she would date these guys, and then she'd always tell them about the show. And these guys would show up, yeah. and then it's like I felt like I had to do a whole nother show. And I was like, you're going to be out of the picture in like a week, <laughs> so fuck off. Like, show's <laughs> over. So uh, she had she was dating this guy, and he was just like anybody. Like we all know these guys, right? That they just they're a know it all on everything. Yeah. And you were just like you just dreaded showing up, and he, he was the kind of guy to drive a Prius. <laughs> and uh, so all of a sudden he doesn't show up for like a week. I'm like, hey. So she and I are in, in this drive-through line at that at the taco shop across from La Paloma, and we're like six cars back. And I'm like, hey, what happened to Prius guy? <sighs> well, I don't know. I, I might be overreacting. I'm like, well, what happened? She's like, well, you know, we hooked up the other night, and all of a sudden, like, it's getting to the end, and he hit me in the face with it. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> and I'm dying. I go, oh, yeah? Well, he said it was an accident. I go, that's not yeah. an accident. He was aiming for your eyes. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> 
Did he tell you duck? No. I knew I shouldn't have told you this. And like 25 years later, she's like, I knew I shouldn't have told you that. And I'm always like, hey, do you ever hear from Prius again? God, no. I'm like, well, I'm sorry that happened. She goes, I don't think you are. Uh, all right. Enjoy the trade deadline on Monday. Let's see what happens. Look out for your friends. Be nice to yep. people. Try to get shit back together. Uh, stay safe out there, and we'll see you in a few days. Perfect. Bye.